Are you trying to do it all and do it all flawlessly? Break away from the cult of perfection with best-selling author and founder of Girls Who Code, Reshma Sajani, on her podcast, Brave Not Perfect. Each week, Reshma explores ways we can be braver in our everyday lives because bravery is a habit you form. She'll help you build that muscle so when it's, it really matters, you're ready to take on life's challenges. So tune in and subscribe to the Brave Not Perfect podcast wherever you're listening right now. Fidelity Investments is looking for talented people, people who love helping others, people who are eager to start a career in financial services. Does that sound like you? As a customer relationship advocate, you'll be the voice of Fidelity. You'll learn alongside other resourceful, friendly associates, all working to achieve clients' financial goals. Learn more about the opportunities at customeradvocate.fidelitycareer.com. Fidelity Investments is an equal opportunity employer. There'll be no sun in my sky. There will be no love in my life. There'll be no world left for me and I. <laughs> Baby, I don't know what oh, I would Jesus do. I'd be lost if I lost you. If you ever leave. <laughs> Well, baby, you would take away everything good in my life. I was about to pretend I had a microphone, but I forgot I had one for real. (laughs) And tell me now, how do I live? (laughs) (sighs) That's Shania, right? Uh, This is by Leanne Rhymes. Oh, Leanne Rhymes. Oh, yes. 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 I had to double check because I, you know they run they run together for me. Uh yes, I know. I was almost about to join you, but you stopped. Okay. How do no, I okay. ever oh, change keys? Have okay. All right. <laughs> how do I Why? how do Are you gonna join in or not? Mm, that moment has passed. Uh, how do I leave? Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back. To getting grown with Jade and Kia, and I'm Kia, and the one making all of the noise is Jade. Buenos noches. I hope everyone is doing well, uh, and we appreciate your patience. We thank you for being patient with us through our technical difficulties and things of that nature, but we are back like a crack. Mm, Yes, we are. Hello. Good morning. I'm so sorry for last week. The computer is the ghetto. But it's back. So what's going on, sis? How are things? How's life? How's love? How's liberty in the pursuit of happiness? Oh, yes. Uh, life is living mm-hmm. and the pursuit of happiness is the pursuit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I told Kia earlier, I was like, and things have been really, really good, but I did have me a full blown, you know, you know, this is kind of like me turning into a werewolf. It rarely happens. But I had a full-blown cry, like a ball this morning. I got so for yourself. I got so stressed. I went, Listen, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Come here, Tasia. So, Tell the testimony. I was crying boots in the kitchen, just sobbing, a full sob at 7.30 this morning. 
because I was stressed and I was tired and lack of sleep and all kinds of things. But once I once I got out of it, I was good. So sometimes you just things are that. good. Yeah, sometimes you just got to let a good cry out. You know what I'm saying? Just like just a good ball fest. Um, but things are good. We have really amazing announcements. I know we keep saying that every week, <laughs> like but every oh, week. <laughs> they're actually coming, Jesus. I believe, this week. My so Lord, today. Um, if I may self-promote uh shamelessly for one moment, Houston Dopest Dinner uh dopest dinner party tickets for sunday there are still a few of them left so go ahead and hop on it before they're gone um we are having a dopest happy hour holiday marketplace extravaganza in atlanta december 13th so we're gonna have a blast and there will be some faves in the house um and that's it for now. Sis, how are you? How was your week? How are things? How's the pursuit of happiness? I am yet living, um, yet breathing, yet having my being. I can't complain. Work is work. Life is life. Um, mm-hmm. And we're moving through. It is almost October. And today is the first day of autumn. That is nuts. Yeah, man. Uh, 2019 is just about ready to to kick ball change off the scene. And we are moving full force into the year of our Lord 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Sorry, y'all. I have me an Auntie Pepsi tonight. Well, whether or not your feelings are feeling, <laughs> there's not a thing that we can do about it. No. So, well, I'm glad to know that you're doing well and we're pushing right on through in this last quarter. Can y'all believe, niggas, we about to hit 2020. I literally can't. So, oh my God. We have a full trash today. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's get into it. Oh, the trash is full in basura and cha-cha-cha and hot, 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 caliente, caliente, calor. Um, did you watch the Emmys? Nope. <laughs> okay. I was sleep. Me neither. Sleep, sleep. <laughs> but Nisi looked amazing. Uh, did. Zendaya. Tough, <laughs> tough, Huh? It was beautiful. Oh, no, I, I, was, I didn't know what she was going to do. I was going to say she nailed it. She won. As far as I'm concerned, oh, yes. I don't know what anybody else wore, but that green... I, d- d- the shoe. I've got to be seen in it, okay? Okay, I've got to be seen. I was here and present okay. for it. I was on my, I was, I woke up. So this is, my, this is my thing. What happens to me in my old age, older age, old, that's not, I'm not shading myself, but you know, I'm getting older. Um, I don't yeah. necessarily make, like, I don't necessarily go to bed. Sometimes the bed just comes and gets me. Like I came home, yesterday and I, I mm-hmm. you know took off my clothes and I was you know I was prepared. I took a shower and I laid mm-hmm. across the bed not intending to actually go to sleep I think I laid across the bed to like plug my phone in and I was like on the phone next thing I knew it was like four in the morning my contacts yeah. were in the lights were on like the sleep just comes and gets me it's really scary yeah. some, a little bit because I just like pass away a little bit and then to be like, oh, it's yeah. But those are the best naps. It didn't. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Those are the best naps because you be deep in it, a wrinkle in time, my nigga. Like it's just, <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Let's be the best. But yeah, damn I miss, I miss all, a whole lot. I miss a whole lot of television and things that I had intended to do because the sleep came and got you, girl. That's all. Well, I'm very jealous of the sleep that you had, but 
I neither neither did I watch the Emmys, but I do have notes from them. So okay, <laughs> Niecy Nash looks amazing. Did I say that? You did, and I agree with you. And it is, it, and I think it warrants to be said again. Mm. Niecy Nash looked amazing. She won the trophy. Zendaya, Zendaya, sis. Mm-hmm. That that part, sis. They were the only two that were there, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> Honestly, no. But the young like, man you know, that won the Emmy for the for the when they see us, yes, he's also in there. Jarrell Jerome, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Jarrell Jerome, what a name. Jarrell Jerome, he's from the Bronx, Dominican young man yes, from the Bronx. From the Bronx. We first saw him in Moonlight Did. alongside, who was he? He was young Kevin. Mm-hmm, yeah, he was Kevin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he portrayed Kevin and then he portrayed Corey Wise and When They See Us. And he won his first Emmy and I felt warm inside. I too saw his speech on the Instagram today and yes. it warmed the cockles yes. of my heart. It did. It did. And I was very happy about it. It was like a little toaster oven right inside my shirt. <laughs> um so I was really happy about him. Billy Porter. Yeah. Okay? okay. Billy Porter made history, baby, by being in a, in a hat. I mean, suiting. Okay. Cowboy couture is what they're calling it. He came, he slayed. Um, I don't know how I feel about that term anymore, but he, uh, he came and he made history as the first openly gay man of color to win the category of outstanding lead actor in a drama series for Pose. I mean, can we just give him a round of applause? Hands of a hands of applause, round of applause. Let me see your hands clap. (laughs) Billy Porter, round of applause, baby, make those hands clap. (laughs) Baby, make those hands clap. Billy made those hands clap. Let me see your hands clap. clap. (laughs) <laughs> lights off <laughs> but I was so happy for him Pose is an amazing series Billy Porter just earned his way into my heart I was a little late to the Pose train but he actually earned um, his way into my heart with his with uh, on American Horror Story I just absolutely love him I'm here for him and I'm so excited for him Jarrell and all of the all of the winners. Terrence Howard was there. I don't know how he got invited, but he was dressed like Gaston. <laughs> so, <laughs> just from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes. I want a guy. <laughs> Gaston. <laughs> so, I just wanted to, in case anybody missed that, I just want you to go back and look and see if you too saw Gaston. <laughs> that was good to me so that was the Emmys (laughs) (laughs) what a a disaster this show is my god Tekashi whom oh Tekashi Twilali tweet tweet (laughs) young Ratatouille (laughs) (laughs) young Bonita Betrayal (laughs) sitting upon the stoop (laughs) he ain't one to gossip he ain't one to gossip. But around. <laughs> but he heard. <laughs> so, so Tekashi is out here like, like openly and slowly. I'm very concerned for his welfare. I mean. I'm not, but I know well, it's Well, I'm coming. just saying it's just demise is imminent. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Okay. Babe, inevitable. Looming. Do you hear me? <laughs> Help us. Like a, sto- like a storm cloud. Ooh, he is singing. Okay. I mean, a canary. He is, I mean, fully diaphragm, fully engaged. She is in song. 
He is Just telling. call him Fantasia, Every, Jasmine Houston, telling. Mariah. <laughs> Everything he's ever seen or known or made up, imagined, <laughs> he is whew, a wrinkle in time. Talk about a wrinkle Ooh. in time. That boy is telling a story. Do you hear me, sis? Mm. American gods. I don't even very know long. anything about. I don't know anything about who these people are, for the most part. But I know that he is doing way too much talking. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, so much my, naming my people's God. names. Carnitas Bay, um, Cardi B, Belle Calise, he named her, mm. says she was a part oh, so of, many things. of the blood. So many things he's been naming. So many people. Jim Jones. So many people. I'm just. Jim Jones. He played recordings of Jim Jones. Like, <sighs> what are you, sir? Trash. What are you doing? How does this, how does this, uh, what does this have to do with the, with the crimes that he is being tried for? I don't, I don't understand what. He feels well. I don't know. I should probably. Do you think your sentence is going to get minimized? This is what and I'm what saying. Do you, but what do you think is going to happen to you if it does and you get out? Sweet holy God, listen. I will just, my I'm nigga. Just you are praying. finished. I'm just praying for all parties involved. I want everybody to just be okay. But I don't know. Mm. Well, I'm just watching because these memes are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamar Braxton. Hmm. wore her spanks I saw that on the Wendy Williams show and I just feel like I tried <laughs> to understand what 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 for I don't understand like I she, guess she's starting a fitness journey for 60 days she's going to be doing some sort of some cleansing and weight management systems and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. I don't understand why in that, in that, that what that had to do with her not wearing a dress on. Well, Wendy. you know, the Hurus love a movement. They love a movement. I don't know what that sounds like. And the birds. I follow. The pigeons. Uh, they love a movement. And Tamar, one of our favorite ones, she is get she is, yeah, she's starting a movement. She says she does not feel comfortable in her skin. Right, but I don't understand and why that would mean like wear my Spanx. I don't feel comfortable I in my either. skin, so I'm gonna wear my Spanx. I she's like, This is my last time wearing Spanx. I don't know if she was doing like a Zendaya oh, she's at saying the Met that Gala she will where she's them after <laughs> she does this cleanse. Her transformation. Mm, I still don't see how that means wear Spanx in lieu of a dress. I mean, there's generally a few question marks surrounding most things that Tamar does and says to me. To me. But uh I, you know, you know, I really try. Sure. I try with Tamar. I really <laughs> because I, I sure. feel like I, I don't dislike Tamar. I don't. I mean, there no, are things she's quirky. Either. There are things mm-hmm. about her that are interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I think fundamentally we would be, you know, good friends, good vacation Bible school friends. I think we would really just get along. But um, yeah. this, I don't know about. I don't know about this. I don't either. I've 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 embraced and adopted her um or embraced her Mac Mac and me hairstyle and I I'm have you do you remember that movie? Nope. <laughs> Mac and me. <laughs> I was just gonna let it let it ride. So I was like, what? Let me see. Okay. Let me send you a link. That's okay. Can I send you a Mm-mm. link? <laughs> I want you to just move forward into the trash so that we might get through it and get on. So 
I've embraced Tamar. I do not hate Tamar, but Tamar does befuddle. She, I am very confused by most things that she does. But I just, I just wanted, I really just wanted to hear what you were going to say about her wearing her Spanx on Wendy Williams. I did see that, and it was troubling uh, unto me. Um, apparently, she all, you know, she's also still having beef with those of the real. You know that I feel like I don't. I just feel like okay, all right, because we're talking about. I don't know. I don't know why we keep talking about it is, I guess, what I want to say. I don't know why she keeps talking about it. I just figured, you know, just live and let live. Like, y'all just ain't friends no more. And it's okay to just kind of keep moving with that. You've gone on and you have done other things. You've been successful. You won Big Brother. Like, you are, you know, you're still still doing your show. You got a man. You have a TV show. Yeah. Um, So, like, sis, why are we still talking about these things? But, like... Y'all ain't friends no more. Just move like on. why? And I feel like Wendy brought it up because Wendy's Wendy, but I feel like mm-hmm. Tamar could have been like, oh, I mean, I wish them well. Like, you know, I don't know. And I feel like she might have said that, but still it was just like, mm, okay. Oh, in a way. Yep. Sorry, Tamar. Um, okay. And the last thing on the trash today, there is an Orlando police officer <clears throat> who arrested a six-year-old little girl because she had an outburst in class and apparently her outburst was due to her sleep apnea. Mm, 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 mm. All I know is she's six years old and six-year-olds have outbursts. I have one of them arrested, handcuffed this child. She Mirandized. I mean, he Mirandized a six-year-old girl. Did, yes. Yes, he did. Uh, he put handcuffs on a six-year-old girl. A black cop, too. Mm. Black cop, black cop, black cop, okay. black cop. All right. <laughs> KRS-One said a word. <laughs> but <laughs> he was he, he was fired um, expeditiously, which, you know, there. yep, he should have been, he should have been arrested. He should have been uh, fired immediately. And he also does not have a clean history. Apparently he's got some charges against him for some, um, violence towards his own child, his seven-year-old child. Um, so, and, you know, there's been other reported incidents. So they fired him immediately, which I'm all the way here for. Now, do I wish on another note that they would do the same thing with these immigrant cops? Absolutely. And by immigrant, y'all know what I mean. Um, I wish they would arrest them just as quickly when they're out here killing all of uh, killing all people of color and all manners of things and doing whatever they would like to and marching around in their sheets and on their horses and all all sorts of things. But I am glad that they got rid of this nigga because you don't put no handcuffs on no six year old. They don't even have the mentals to grasp any 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 manner of logic that you have going on surrounding an outburst in class like you don't put handcuffs on them you sit down and have a conversation try to calm them down because they don't know how to completely control their emotions right now they're still learning themselves they're 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 just out of being toddlers it's just disgusting i'm disgusted by it and that's the trash today that's enough Mm-hmm. we have some beautiful shout outs though so we can get to those holy do it. My sister's popping right now, Lara. All right. It's one of my favorite segments. Shout out to my sis. So we have some some uh some dope shout outs per usual this week. 
Um, first and foremost, I know we've shouted her out multiple times, but we must, we must, must, must shout out Shanti Mayers of the Sable Collective. Um, she opened her very own 100% owned by her brick and mortar right. store in city center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I am just over the moon proud of her. I walked in there. Shanti had tags on her stuff. We saw our sis Nikki from Zen in a Jar up on the yeah. shelves. Wholesale orders. Yeah. Wholesale orders. We have Ray and Honey with her pendants. So many, so many wonderful. Uh, um, Ar- Ariane's jewelry. She's got her stuff in there. Zelic jewelry, which is Shanti's sister Bridget. It's just, it is just stocked with all manners of beautiful things. And the store is decorated with intention. You can, you feel comfortable when you walk in. Shanti really put her all into it. And I have to shout her out because I'm so proud of her. Shanti's a single mother. She is really doing the damn thing, raising, raising her daughter and um, holding down around the way curls and holding down the Sable Collective. And I just couldn't be more proud of her. So we love you, Shanti. And we wanted to give you a shout out. I know many people have been asking (laughs) about an online store let her get through opening weekend of her brick and mortar and she promises she is going to um she's going to get into the online business she just had to kind of get some things together so it's coming but if you're in philly make sure you go down to city center and support uh the sable collective oh my gosh i can't wait to go i know you sis it i mean it is I saw so beautiful in stories there. all oh. weekend and i was just like Hype! I was so hyped. Yes. Like, this is a real store in the mall, girl. You better have go ahead, girl. We walked in. We saw the. We first it was the sign. First, no. Let me tell you. First, we got hyped because we went to the mall. The mall map the directory, and we got hyped. <laughs> we were like, look at that. Shani's on the mall map. <laughs> Come on, here, directory. When she was on the directory, then you walk up, you see the Sable Collective sign, you walk in. Like, it was just all of the little things that you take for granted when you go to the Express or wherever you host shop. You walk in, you know, you got tags, y'all look, you do da da But to walk in and see your own, your own tribe with their own tags on their own stuff and just strangers walking in. And I heard, I heard two black women saying we were running out to go grab something and I heard them say I'm so happy to see a store like this for us mm-hmm. and I was like I was like oh my god my heart I'm about to cry so I'm so proud of Shanti make sure you all support her and then also we have we have actually two more shout outs the next one is for Urban Word NYC champions along with the Dreamers Brunch so the Dreamers Brunch and Urban Word NYC are joining forces to bring you the Grow Brunch, um, the Grow Brunch. So we want you to join them as they turn their favorite communal gathering into a fundraiser for youth literacy servicing New York City teens. They share stories, bottomless drinks, brunch eats, a live DJ, breakout performances, silent auctions and more. And I'll be sure to put all of the information in the description box. This is going to be on Saturday, October 12th in Columbus Circle. Again, all of the info will be in the description box. There's two cycles. Um, And just a little background, Urban Word NYC champions the voices of New York City youth by providing platforms for critical literacy, youth development, and leadership through free and uncensored writing, college prep, and performance opportunities. So this is a fundraiser with a really big purpose, um, and we want to do our best to try to support them. 
So uh, you can hit up the dreamersbrunch.com. Again, all of that information will be in the description box. And I really, really would love for you all to please support, even if you can't attend, the fundraiser is is um is for for our youth. It's for our youth and our black youth specifically. So please support that. Check out the information in the description box. And what's the last one you guys said? All right, all right. This one is for uh my DC DMV no, late, uh, locals and natives. Um I can talk, I promise. Um <laughs> trying to ward off a sneeze. My allergies are allergying. Um, but yes, we on um we are throwing all of our weight and support behind uh Nikalia Okome of the Side Hustle, um, the Side Hustle Pro podcast. For those of you who don't know, the Side Hustle Pro is the first and only podcast to spotlight bold Black women entrepreneurs who have scaled from side hustle to profitable business. And the Side Hustle Pro will be having their first ever live show uh, Wednesday, October the 9th uh, at the Arc Theater in D.C., um, uh, the event is designed to help you finish 2019 strong. You'll get ideas for how to grow, market, and monetize your side hustle. And best of all, you'll get to meet and network with other side hustlers in the DMV. Plus, you'll experience the pre-show shopping marketplace, which will feature um, Black women-owned businesses. So this evening will include a live on-stage conversation with personal branding expert Maya Elias. Uh, she's an entrepreneur who has bootstrapped her business to almost half a million dollars in revenue Ooh. and a live audience Q&A. So the side pressle, uh, side, side pressle, side hustle pro live will be an exciting night um, of the popular uh, side hustle pro podcast. Come to life. The doors will open at seven o'clock. The show will start at 8 p.m. We will put tickets to um, the ticket, the link to get your tickets in the uh, description box. I fully plan to try to be there in support if I can, if I'm in town. Um, Sam, Sam. But Nikalia is a friend of mine and a friend of the show. And yes. she actually attended the Getting Grown live show at the Arc Theater um, in 2017. Or was it 18? Duh. Or was it one of the, whatever. Was it 18? I think it was 18. Yes, 2018. We had a live show in D.C. <laughs> um, and she was able to come. And uh, we had a talk and how that experience inspired her to shoot her shot and try to do her own live show. So it would be dope if if D.C. can come out and support. Um, and also, too, I think uh, if you listen to the Side Hustle Pro this week, you might hear a very special person on the show. Oh, really? I don't know who. But it ain't me. Just take, <laughs> just take a listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all, please go and support this event. It's gonna be dope. Please, um, it's gonna be so much uh, wonderful information and awesome networking and and um, relationship building opportunities for us building networks among Black women who are out here doing amazing things. So if you can, mm. if you're in town, it's a good Wednesday night. Um, come and get your things. Um, and if you see me, you know, say hey. I'll say hey. Yes. Back. Yes, we always do. Indeed. And that's our shout outs this week. So let's move on to our kitchen table talk. Let's go. Getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. It's about feeling better about yourself, whether that means having more energy to keep up with your busy life, fitting into those gold jeans, being more in tune with your body's needs, or just practicing better self-care. Mm-hmm. Noom is a habit changing solution that helps users develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. With Noom, no food is good, bad, or off limits. Instead, Noom teaches moderation by helping you track meal habits, mm-hmm. visualize portion sizes, and see calorie density at a glance. It can even be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets. 
you know, I have goals. I just like to eat a little bit more balanced. I'm not really one to deprive myself of things, but I know that balance is important. So that's one of my, you know, one of my goals for myself. That's when I feel my best. That's when I feel the most confident in my body. That's what gives me the most energy when I'm making those healthy choices. But you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash grown. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash grown to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash grown. The last weight loss program you'll need. Getting into debt is easy, girl, don't we know? And getting <laughs> out of debt is hard, girl, don't we know? <laughs> Thankfully. Now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt because they know you're more than just your credit score. So uh, let's talk about credit for a little bit, huh? Let's talk about mm. when they gave when they gave me my first little uh, card and I had really thought that it was cash in my pocket and I just went ahead and started swiping like I ain't have no business. I had no sense. And the next thing you know, honey, uh, we were maxed. And <laughs> those payments were coming too fast, too furious, like Fast and Furious uh, 7. Is that having many movies that haven't? But yeah, if I would have known about Upstart back then um, and would have taken advantage of some of the things that they offer, I probably wouldn't have been in the precarious situation that I might find myself in uh, currently. Uh, or I've had to find myself through currently, honey, because thankfully we're on the other side of that and our credit is in... <laughs> Good shape. Um, so Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. Um, they actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. So Upstart makes it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, honey. That's the next day. That's within 24 hours. So over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything everything into just one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash grown to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes just a few minutes and it won't affect your credit score at all. That's upstart.com slash grown. Check it out. Okay, we are back at the kitchen table and Jade is being childish per <laughs> usual. <laughs> Talking about she gonna wear her Spanx to our next live show, <laughs> and she will be out there by her damn self. Okay, I will be about men's haze with the little flaps. She gonna <laughs> wear boxes, Reeve. She gonna be dressed. I do wear boxes. Oh my word! <laughs> They're the greatest underwear in life. No wedgie clan. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Can we be serious for a moment? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. For a moment. For a moment. Mom. Um. All right. So this week's kitchen table talk was inspired by an article that I read um, in Exo Nicole. Hey, hey to our friends at Exo Nicole. Yes, hello. We love you guys. Um, but I, I read this article um, about a piece. Uh, I, I mean, I think it was an interview published on um, People that Viola Davis did. Um, and oh, got to refresh the page. Uh, so she was talking about how she embraced her glow up and the woman that she's become. And I thought that it it, it really inspired me to have a conversation with with uh, Jade and, and the rest of our friends around the kitchen table around confidence and practices for cultivating um, self-confidence. And just, you know, what are things that we can do day to day um, in order to kind of sustain that 
sustain that, um, especially in a world where um, we are often, you know, silenced and boxed in and told how we have to, to be and dress and exist. Mm-hmm. So uh, Viola was talking about um, her role playing Annalise Keating on oh in widows abc's how to get away with murder oh is that what her name is on there yes i don't watch oh my word either way i watched the first episode and i was like oh man so after this season we'll probably never see the show again um because i think this is the last season that we're we're getting ready to embark upon but um she was saying that you know she's going to miss playing annalise she doesn't know she's going to meet another character like her and she appreciated that Annalise gave her an opportunity to develop a new and healthier self-image um she said she grew up in South Carolina in poverty believing that she would never be anything more than a poor ugly girl and Annalise is such a dynamic character um you know that was very bold and agentic and she had everything she was mysterious she was highly intelligent she had a really big personality and she was just unashamed and unafraid and really just did what she want and um she said playing that role really gave her permission to see herself as better and more than what she was kind of conditioned to think that she was and the job uh, she said this job that job gave me permission to see all of my womanhood. I am a product of a culture that has dictated who I am, a dark skinned black woman with lips and a nose and a deep voice. So all of a sudden this character Annalise comes in like a whirling dervish and she's all of it. She's messy, almost sociopathic, true, sexual, mysterious, (laughs) highly intelligent and big personality. She's all those adjectives that are not associated with me and I've got to play her. Um, So she talked about, um, Pushing that role kind of uh, that role kind of pushed her into wanting to be more and and kind of embody more of those things in herself. Um, Hmm. And, you know, since then, she's kind of been kind of trying to undo some of and unlearn some of the ways that she has learned, has has conditioned herself to shrink. So I wanted to talk about that um, because it really kind of inspired me to think about the ways that I've conditioned myself to shrink. Um, and how I've kind of let the negative talk kind of rule the day um, and, and going forward and getting older and, and being more grown and more of an adult. How do I fully embrace grown Kia? Mm-hmm. So I want to kick off the conversation by asking you, um, where do you think we learn our confidence? Because um, Viola said that she grew up thinking that she was, you know, she would never be more than poor and ugly and where do you think some of those messages come from um, that would that would lead to that that kind of thinking as an as an a grown adult woman? That's layered. Um, first and foremost, obviously, racism. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is rooted in racism. A lot of it is rooted in slavery. I know people would be so tired of us going back to that, but it, that's what it is. That's where a lot of it comes from. It comes from conditioning, where you know immigrants taught us that you know, dark is, is wrong Mm -hmm. and dark is ugly and dark is all of these negative things. Look at all of the things that are associated with the dark. Negativity is always associated with the dark. The evil is associated with the dark. So we've been conditioned by society in general, um, and by, you know, the immigrants as a, as a people. Um, I think also a lot of it comes from us. And I know that's also layered because, 
a lot of a lot of us who oh, not let me not I don't want to speak as if I think this way, but there are many of us where we were taught these things because of what's been ingrained in society that dark is ugly, and we transfer that we've transferred that gen- uh, generationally to some of our youth. Um, you know, it's been shown in super apparent ways. I remember my mom telling me about my great grandmother who treated my grandfather, which was her son, very ugly, very, very ugly. She was a, she was a large dark woman and he was a young, very dark man. My grandfather was very, very dark and she treated her son horribly because of that and treated my grandmother, her daughter-in-law beautifully because she came in here, young mixed girl. And there, you know, she's like, oh, she treated her she treated her different because she was light skinned. And a lot of that is like really nasty and negative conditioning. Um, And then I think if you want to boost it up a little bit and maybe it's not so in our faces, but even some of how we grew up where, and that's not, obviously I'm not a dark skinned woman and I have not experienced um, some of the things that my sisters have. And I, I, you know, I want to make sure that I say that and not say that our experiences have been the same, but just as black women in general, thinking let's take picture day and we're told we need, you know, we need to straighten our hair mm-hmm. and, you know, for special occasions where, you know, they're straightening our hair and putting hot combs to our hair and things like that and been taught that, Oh, this is what, this is what, uh, what you do on a special occasion. This is what's beautiful on a special occasion. This is, this is when you look your prettiest. So I think a lot of this is conditioning and it's very layered conditioning. Um, and could lead to another conversation, but yes, yeah, I would to answer your question. I think I would add on to that, uh, you know, uh, just <clears throat> along the same vein of internalizing all of these messages, um, and I mean, even doing so, I feel like subconsciously, it just kind of becomes like a routine of you know, mm-hmm. and just these are how kind of like norms and and values and standards are just kind of like you said, propagated and passed on. It's just like mm-hmm. this is the way that it is, um, but internalizing those messages than that happening like generationally. Um, and I also want to talk about the costs, like the, the, the costs and implications of, of, of not being picked or not, mm-hmm. not being, you know, being opposite what the standard is, even if it's not articulated in a certain kind of way. Um, knowing like knowing what beauty is and knowing that what you are is the opposite of that. Or, or feeling that what you are is the opposite of that and not having messaging and people and support to kind of build you up, that will lead you, especially a young child, given, given where we are developmentally as children and how we are so egocentric, not, you know, not at it by any fault of our own, just because we're as from babies and, and, and developing mm-hmm. through childhood, we're so focused on ourselves and our imaginations mm-hmm. can just kind of, build all of these kinds of narratives in, you know, uh, how, how children internalize, you know, the absence of parents and how children internalize certain things, you know, no one ever sat down and said, you know, like no one ever sat me down and said, you know, my parents are divorcing. Um, and you know, your dad's going to be leaving and it's going to lead to these things. But just my dad's absence led my imagination to kind of come up with all of these different reasons why my father didn't want to be with me. Um, and he never told me that, but my imagination just, uh, just kind of went there. So like, um, uh, you know, imagining like applying that same kind of, um, 
that same kind of thing to standards of beauty and realizing people talking about, oh, beautiful, beautiful hair looks like this and knowing that your hair is opposite that beautiful skin looks like this and knowing that your skin is opposite that like all the all of those things come at a cost um and having different values you know way that ways that things are valued in different spaces um so i think look at the h&m ad i'm sorry oh, well yes <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. So, like, I mean, and that and and then the conversation that surrounds that. Right. So I've been seeing all kinds of things and I've been kind of laying back in the cut and just kind of observing. But seeing how people are responding to that, um, that that H&M ad, you know, how people saying that her hair should be combed, her hair should be this. It should look like this. It should. And what does that look like? Like, you know, if that's how her hair naturally grows out of her head. Why is it a problem that that's the way that they put it that way? And, you know, you know, I'm kind of torn because I kind of hear I I'm kind of torn yeah. because I feel like but I, I, mm. if it were me, if it were my child, if it were anybody, you know, I would I, I would have preferred her I hair know. to be combed. <laughs> I, I would. I would. Yes. But, um, you know, it does. You know the backstory to it? I, I'm sorry. I don't. But I mean, it does beg the question. I mean, I, from what I understand, all the kids in that particular ad campaign, their hair was unkempt and disheveled. Like so, nobody's hair was done. Nobody's hair was done. I saw the other pictures. And also I found out today that um, whoever the the lead was on that particular project, one of the executives at H&M, who was behind it, a black woman, actually, um, she posted a picture of herself with her hair, just like the little girl in the ad. Okay. Just like it. And she's like, this is what I looked like as a little girl. I came home, my hair was messed up from school. Like, but I, the, the idea was for allowing kids to be kids and that it's true. Having one, they come home, they be looking the fool. Mm-hmm. They do not look like when they left the house. And so like you, I had, you know, dual feelings on the situation. Like, well, now, you know, triggered, but <laughs> You know, just just first when I, you know, read the entire thing before before trying to completely react, read the entire thing. Like, OK, you got all these kids. They all you know, they're trying to show show this in a kid's element. This is not a racial thing. Then when I heard the backstory and read the backstory on that particular um, executive, I was like, OK, all right. I understand where they're coming from. And like you said. We need to like what is wrong with her? Right, with, like it made me think of blue, right? Her hair. It made me think of blue, and all of the <laughs> ways that y'all, you know, Beyonce know better than that. Beyonce, blah 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 blah, and we let her, you know, we didn't understand why Beyonce didn't comb blue's hair or why she did it the way she did it or what have you. But it made me think of if this is why does this evoke such reaction out of us? Mm-hmm. Why why mm-hmm. is it a matter of you know uh, why does why does our hair the way it is as it is, you know, why does it, why does it trigger us in these ways? Um, so again, I mean, I think given, given all of that and, and what does that, what does that say for the messages that we have on the inside, you know, the ways, the things that we have internalized of what's appropriate, what's standard, what's, you know, this or that. And we don't want to get too far deep in, cause you know, I've seen some mm-hmm. deep things, you know, people saying combs and brushes or tools of the oppressor. Okay, all right. You know, hoteps. you know, we've, we've, we've. <laughs> it don't take us long. The hotep hottie squatty is so strong. <laughs> it don't take us long to go there. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you know, it makes it. it you know, it's just like, which. So, okay, I'm gonna ask you this: Would you say that you had strong models for, uh, you know, living confidently as a black woman growing up? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely. Tell me about did. that. My, my mom, first and foremost, like. 
And, you know, she's my mom and I know we've talked about issues and, you know, we got black mother issues and stuff like that. But as an example of, of a woman, especially especially watching her and then being and then getting to this age and really like reflecting back on the type of woman she was, women in general get shit done. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we do. But watching how my mother really went like my father was a hard worker. Let me be very clear. But watching her go above and beyond in ways that even a like a man might not fully understand. Um, he, you know, they'll get up, they'll go to work, they want to provide. You know, you've got fathers who are who really, really show a lot of affection to their children. But something about that, the, something about that woman, <laughs> something about that woman, my mother really like she did things, took jobs she did not want to take in order for us to, you know, for her to be able to pick us up from school or you know, changing her entire schedule to make sure that she was able to spend time with us, even if it was running errands for shit that she had to do, like just really making adjustments in her life and that to make sacrifices for us was such an example. And I appreciate her more now than I probably ever did in my life. So she was a an, an awesome example. My grandmother, where she raised eight kids, um, and raised them right you know what I'm saying like really like kept them good human beings and obviously we have our issues and stuff in our family but she busted her ass to make sure that she took care of eight kids and she did it effortlessly or what looked effortlessly so I feel like I have some some amazing examples of of black women in my life who are strong strong black women what about you so absolutely I think um so I think it's interesting though because when we talk about confidence um I think you did what I was about to do. And as you were, as, uh, as you were doing it, yeah, I was thinking, I like, realize. you know, all of the things that you're saying are, like, tied to, like, being dope, being strong, being fearless, being, uh, you know, at work. They're all mm. conditions that are, are attached mm-hmm. to, like, activities and what we do. And I mm. feel like I had plenty of models of, like, you know, I, I, I felt like, yes, I had models of what of what it meant to be to be confident what confidence looked like. But I will say that that the confidence was always conditional. It was attached to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. certain things. So like you were saying, I only felt pretty when my hair was done. Uh, or, mm-hmm. I, you know, there were certain things that needed to be in place in order for me to em- fully embrace, m- or to embrace me, to be open to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the older that I get, I'm learning to just like, Raw, bare, naked Kia mm-hmm. without I see the what, assistance I see, I see <laughs> of like, you know, anything like what are the what inside and out physically and, and you know, uh, you know, not not physically, personally, emotionally. What are the mm-hmm. things about me that I can be uh, proud of? And, mm-hmm. you know, like, how can I move with with a certain level of confidence and be comfortable in my skin? Um, without the benefit of you know a deep a deep side part <laughs> and and that's true that's true long you know long straight hair and do be rap you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying and or, or like you know a snatched waist and you know a backside sitting on my so- shoulders like what are the things that that you know these are the things that I that make me feel pretty a beat face mm-hmm. a, a, you know mm-hmm. a, a fabulous pair of shoes you know, you know, the right outfit being, you know, those are the things that make me feel like an it girl. But what are the things about Kia um, 
that, you know, the natural, my natural, like I, I've realized, especially the older I get, is that I don't feel like I had models for, I had models for confidence, but I didn't have mm-hmm. models for sexy. I don't know what mm. sexy looks like. If you tell me to be sexy, I'm going to bust out laughing. <laughs> See? Because it's like, <laughs> I'm so childish. Like, I don't know. How do you do that? I don't know. But like, <laughs> but it's like, Same. I want to know, like, you know, and, and I mean, I'm almost, I'm going to be 37 years old in a couple of months. And it's like, how do I, how do I embrace those things and feel beautiful in my skin? Um, you know, I don't feel like I've had I've had those kinds of models. I know how to stand before the people in in my good hosiery and 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 pencil skirt and deliver. But when it comes to, you know, having eye contact for a certain number of minutes or mm-hmm. um you know, uh you know, really walking with my head held high in a space and being fearless and not worrying about what people are thinking about me. I don't know that I've had, I mean, I see that and I see other people do it, but in terms of like, no, I don't feel like everyone, anyone's ever taught me how to do it or I've ever had the skills to teach myself. So that is why I kind of want to turn the conversation in terms of mm. like, like Annalise had to teach, well, Annalise, Viola had, Annalise, <laughs> Annalise brought Viola to a place where she could learn how to have that kind of boldness and appreciate and celebrate her glow up. She was talking mm. about, the, you know, playing Annalise kind of hipped her to the, oh, if Annalise can be a bad bitch, so can Viola. God damn it. Like, you know, right. so. Viola's played it. You know what I'm shit. saying? So like, you know, what are the things about, you know, this ideal person that you have in your head? If you see, if I see Kia in all of Kia's glory, this imaginary Kia, the Kia that I want to be, what are the things that are keeping me from that? And how can I, what are the mm. things that I can do to kind of get me to that place? Okay. Oh, I like that. I like that steer. I like that steer. I see what you did there. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to build a show. <laughs> piece by piece with your help. I will say with my mother, um, I will say as far as, you know, the bad bitch element, she'd be so irritated if she heard me say that. Mine too. Um, she would be like, she's like, excuse me. My mother always talks. She's always, Jade, your mouth is filthy. It's filthy. That's why she still don't know. I appreciate your cooperation (laughs) and patience. Yeah, we all snitched on me. Um, I wa- so my you know I had young parents mm-hmm. and so you know I remember watching like the age that I am now I remember watching my parents at this age like very clearly you know what I'm saying and uh my parents they had fun like my dad DJ my dad was a DJ and my mother um they went they went out you know what I'm saying like they lived their lives I watched them and I think that's so okay all right in in my own experience right. um my mother was never one to really focus on looks. Mm-hmm. Now there were some problematic things, you know what I'm saying? Which I think we've talked about with some generational, like you need to get on the treadmill, <laughs> like, but girl, I'm 11 and this is baby weight. Like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But um, my mom was really instrumental in, 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 like in teaching us anti-vanity. So it wasn't like walk with your head, you know, low and, you know, you need to wear a pair of skippies to school every day. But it was more so like, I want you all to be independent women. I want you to be able to take care of yourselves. Right. Same. Um, but My I mom always told me to- I had time. You got plenty of time to be fly. Mm. And then it's oh, like, sis, I'm 35. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Like this is it's when like, you were fly. And I I saw them go to the club and my mom would have her little outfit on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like Fashion Nova in the 90s. <laughs> and she'd have on a two-piece and a belly chain and like, but be real, but like it was sexy, but it was it, but it was it was fly though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't trashy. And I watched my parents go out, they get ready to go to the club, and we were getting ready to, you know, fuck up the house. <laughs> and but I watched them do that. And later on I said it to her. I was like, but you used to I think I had my belly up for something. And she was like, mm. and I was like, girl, like 10 years ago, you was had your belly out. Y'all was going to the club. <laughs> like I watched you do it. And she was like, mm, yo, I I I think she was mad because she said she felt like she couldn't dress like that anymore. And I was like, well, why can't you dress like that no more? Well, yeah. Why, why I mean, you can't, why you can't the- wear that? She's like, Jade, because I'm old. But I watched her in her bad bitchdom. Yeah, I never got that. That's dope. And I guess I never really thought about it until now when you when you presented this. Um, but I, I, too, still have never. And I think even to this day, I don't have like a. I don't feel like I ooze a sex appeal. Like I don't feel like and sex appeal is I'm not one thing, person. right? You know, I feel like it's, it's not. all, and that's what I'm learning to embrace, right? I know that my sexy will never be Beyonce sexy. Like my sexy right. is different. Right. It's just situated differently because it's got to come out of me and my body. So I'm not saying that I'm trying to be somebody else, but I want mm-hmm. to really know what that looks like and what that feels. And that's not mm-hmm. to say that my mother was, you know, walking around in a choir robe all the time. Right. You know, she definitely had her moments when she put on her things and knotted her pearls and her pleated skirts and, you know, (laughs) put her stockings on. Um, But but I'm just saying, like, you know, I just feel like when I say my mom said I I always had you have plenty of time to be cute and and feminine. It was because Mm -hmm. she was really, you know, pushing me toward, you know, like you said, being independent, being strong, Mm -hmm. being uh, self-sufficient, being Mm -hmm. smart and, and, you know, really embracing and understanding that I am more than my body, which I appreciate right. and I value. So this right. is not me saying that I don't appreciate that, but I just wish that I would have had a bit more balance in right. coming to understand and really celebrate. Because, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, the church, um, you know, was also a part of this conditioning as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, I've always had a curvy body and curvy body was always associated with things that I wasn't supposed to be doing. So it it was never it was never like it was never like oh girl celebrate your hips and thighs it was like where you getting these hips and thighs from <laughs> it was like, it's like you know those only come from doing know. one thing like, I don't know like, I don't actually, know like, no, they don't. I'm actually just eating quarter pounders with cheese <laughs> that's it <laughs> but um, but I mean I'm saying all this to say moving forward in my in my adult life I'm trying to cultivate mm-hmm. practices to celebrate and really come to know all the different parts of me time and place right i'm not getting ready to go be sashaying up and down everywhere you know giving everybody deep intense eye contact but i'm just saying time and place <laughs> time and place i feel like i have got to learn how to be to, to try to be comfortable in 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 you know in every part of who i am um and that's something that i'm working on and to do that i am unlearning and learning some things uh so mm-hmm. one of the things i'm doing is really learning how to call out um, ne- like, you know, the negative self-talk we talk about all the time, stopping myself mm-hmm. from negative self-talk and then also being able to call out hate and naysayers and negativity that's around me and being and um, being more open and receptive to positive messages, because I've also learned that I have a practice of, 
you know, shirking compliments or just playing down. Oh, girl, no, no. Learning how to say thank you. Somebody said, girl, you are in that dress. Just saying thank you. Right. Instead of saying, yes. like, you know, instead of saying like, oh, girl. Yo, no, no. So we're the classic black. I'm just trying you know, to get like I'm you. just trying to keep up with you, sis. <laughs> That's it. But, um, but yeah, there are things that I'm doing. So trying to do like, you know, um, you know, I think also unlearning. Uh, you know, people think that you, being humble means that being that people kind of conflate humility with just like being, you know, down on yourself or mm-hmm. or, you know, humility, learning that you can be humble and self-loving and self-appreciating mm-hmm. uh, and, and you can learn how to celebrate yourself uh, without being, you know, arrogant. So I think, you know, learning, learning, understanding the distinction between those words in healthy ways has also been really helpful to me. Um, Really, really. And and having accountability partners, me and Latoya talk all the time. Like she's been really good. One of the things that she's been working with me on is uh, trying to get me to stop saying that I'm trying instead of doing. So she'll be Mm. like, um, Mm. so, so she'll be like, girl, you did a really good job on X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, girl, you know, I'm trying my best. She was like, no, girl, you're doing your best. Stop saying you're trying. Just like, oh, oh wow, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So, uh, you know, those working on different words and being conscious of the words that I use and having accountability partners to help me call out that language um, and paying attention and asking questions. So if I see somebody who kind of like is embodying that, uh, embodying what I, what I want to embody, not being ashamed or afraid to ask them, you know, what they're doing, how they learn that. Um, you know, I got, I'm an, I'm secure enough to say that there's still plenty of things that I don't know how to do. So if somebody, if I see, you know, I'm, I mean, not in a, not creepy way, right. I don't go up to somebody and say, teach me how to be sexy. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> it's more like, you know, um, you know, I really admire the way that you, you know, own a space or the way that you're comfortable mm-hmm. with the space that you take up in the room. What are some of the things that you've done to kind of help you get to that place? How do you be, how are you, what are, what are ways that you're like being unapologetic about, or about who you are? Is that something that you struggle with? And what I'm learning is in my conversations with women is like most women, even the bad, bad bitches are like, girl, I'd be scared to death on the inside, but I just be out here. That's a, it's a good conversation. There's people who ask questions. I know they remember we got a, a honesty box one time. And it was like, I see you all when you go out and you got on sneakers and you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do that. You can. And I think I kind of I think I got to a place where my comfort was so important. And that's this is not just as it pertains to clothes. This is just myself. And one thing that I've tried to really, really implement in my own life in many forms and facets, whether it be related to how I dress, you know, um, you know, how I pray, what, what, whatever is making sure first and foremost that I feel the best in it. Mm-hmm. Really consulting with myself and being like, okay, how does this make you feel? Really checking in with myself and seeing how this makes me feel. And that's how I've been able to embrace a lot of things about myself. When I said earlier, like, I'm not your conventional sexy girl, that's not necessarily, that's not a bad thing. And that's not to say that that anybody who is exuding, you know, your typical forms of sexiness, I guess, or whatever, do society standards of sexiness. Um, that's not saying anything negative about them. I've just realized that my sexy is might be very different from somebody else's. Yeah. My sexy may come in a dicky suit <laughs> and a pair of Air Max. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel at my best. 
And when I feel my best, that's when I do. That's when I do my best. That's when I perform my best. That's when I, you know, that's just when I am my best self because I'm fully comfortable in who I am. Um, and that's what's been able to really help me, I guess, on my journey as it pertains to my body, as it pertains just all of those things. You know, there was a time when I felt like I'm like, well, that girl, like you're never really going to be the sexy girl. So how do you deal with this? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you even want to be the sexy girl? That was the first thing I asked myself. Do you even want to be the sexy girl? And you know what the answer was? No. No, <laughs> I don't actually. I have no interest in it whatsoever. And I and doing things like that, really checking in with me and seeing what it is I want, I think is one thing that's really helped me to be really comfortable with who I am. Yeah. And really embrace that. I'm glad you said that because it really does boil down to just having really good, strong, strong self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really being comfortable because I feel like that's the really, that's the best that's the best thing we can do to mm-hmm. um, to like own who we are is really know who we are and learn how to be that person all the time. Yep. Absolutely. And not letting other people's um, ideas of who they think you should be influence how you feel about yourself. Like, and that's not to say, that's not to say like Kia, what Kia is talking about with her and, and Toy and being accountability partners, things like that are important. It's important, not saying that you need to have yes men in your life, mm-hmm. but it's important to have people to check in with and, you know, kind of really boost those little moments. But it's also really important to be able to check in with yourself and see how you feel. Like you really need to be able to sit with yourself first before anybody else. And nobody's going to tell you how you're the most comfortable. Nobody's going to tell you what makes you feel the most sexy. Right. Nobody is going to be able to really embody what it is that you need for yourself to be that person. And so that's why I think it's so important to do that. And that's why I've really tried to implement that. I've had people try to sway exes, men, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, They won't talk about your body. They won't talk about, you know, this or that, what they don't like, the way you dress. But I think I started telling myself, well, if you don't like it, there's a nigga who does. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Things like that have really helped me to, like, grow into that full comfort of who I am. Um but I don't want to ramble. <laughs> no rambling. Rambling's welcome. This is this. I just thought that it would be dope to have a conversation around, uh, you know, what what just kind of keeping us checked in to, um, you know, just that that level of self awareness of of who we are, where we are, where we want to be, um, the progress that we're making toward that. Um, reading reading Viola Davis's story was was affirming to know that you know someone at her age and stage. Um, and level of success can still struggle with these things so that, you know, if it was a, it was um, reassuring to me, um, you know, that, you know, I'm not, it's, this, it's never too late to kind of get yourself together in these ways and, um, you know, just reclaiming uh, the time that you lost being worried about the wrong things. Um, cause mm-hmm. I mean, that's how she ended the conversation in terms of what advice she would give to her 13 year old self. And she said, I would tell her that she was enough. I wasted so much time listening to the naysayers. And I just wish I had listened to the other voices of people saying that I was beautiful and talented. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just what a way that we reminding ourselves that we are the biz naive. Uh, what would you tell your 13 year old self? <clears throat> I would tell my 13 year old self. Um, 
that, you know, this body is not going anywhere. So you might as well <laughs> get with it, sis. Um, and there are ways that you can that you can uh, learn to love it. Uh, you know, you don't have to be ashamed of it. It's not something that you um, need to hide or cover up. It, uh, and you can be a lady um, and be you. Um, and, and sexy doesn't have to be what you see all the time. Mm. Sexy is who you are. And, you know, who you are is pretty dope. So be that. I think that's what I would tell. I would tell her because she really hid in all. She hid in oversized coats and clothes because she was afraid of the way that she was built and, and the, and the way that people would judge her because of the way that she was built. I like that. What would you tell 13 year old Jade? Uh, I would tell 13 year old Jade that um, the way that you dress now is how you're going to dress for the rest of your life. And so be comfortable in that right now. <laughs> and it's okay. You don't have to try to go through the sexy phase. Um, it's going to come. You don't have to do it. That express velour two piece outfit oh, is actually God. quite ugly. Uh, but you're good just the way you are. Like you're not, you, 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 your sexy does not come from, it does not come from what society standards of sexy are, but you are, you are dope and you're going to be dope. To the day you dis not ye. That's it, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Thank you. So next yes, week us- we have some dope guests. Oh, oh yes. We will have some yes. dope guests. We've been saying that, but listen, we can promise you that they will be present and accounted for around the table. Mm. Absolutely. So, so we have us. some. Dope, we actually have some dope guests over the next couple of weeks. Again, um, thank you all for being patient with us. Y'all know how y'all know how life goes and how shit happens, but we appreciate you for always coming to sit at the kitchen table with us. I like this. This this was a good. This was a good one. Well, thank you. This was a good one. Let's move on to our honesty box. Okay. Sometimes you need a break from reality, including your go-to escapes like social media. I'm talking about a real escape to a brightly colored world that's Best Fiends. (laughs) Best Fiends is a mobile game for everyone, and it's a brain break filled with puzzles and cute characters. Most of those characters are bugs, while (laughs) the antagonists are slugs. There's a story that draws you into and Best Fiends stays fresh and engaging by constantly changing. Literally, the story changes because Best Fiends is updated monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. So I love, <laughs> actually started playing Best Fiends um, on the train. Uh, you know, I find myself on the train listening to my music and I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really into, you know, I'm not really into, um, scrolling on the internet on my phone or, you know, I don't really like looking up in people's faces. Best Fiends is great because I'm able to use it without the internet. (laughs) So that's one of the best parts. It's a perfect train game. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters with Best Fiends. Download the five-star rated game on the Apple app store and Google play for free. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. (laughs) Honestly? Truly. All right. Let's get into this box of honesty. Hey, y'all. Hope this email finds you well. I'm emailing in about a friend who experienced something really shitty. You can call me Mimi. 
my friend Viola just started dating like two years ago. Okay. She's 27. Right. And she met a super cool and nice, nice guy awesome. about a year ago. And they've been exclusive for 10 months. Very nice. He invited Viola to a barbecue for Labor Day and she went. She was texting me and our other mutual friends about how much of a good time she was having and how she pretty much met all of his family and the last few of his closest friends she hadn't met. Um, I'm sorry, this some of this verbiage is a little confusing. Long story short, she overheard some of his friends calling her all sorts of mean things and calling her ugly and saying that he has never taken on a charity case like oh, that. No. She obviously left the party, but has been torn up of it. Has been torn up over it ever since. She just told me yesterday, and I'm pressed. Oh she hasn't told him though. Uh-uh. Just that she's not mad at him, but she she had to leave the party. Wait, I'm sorry. Okay, Mimi, I'm just trying. You got to, you just got to read this through one good time before you send it. <laughs> um, she hasn't told him. Just said she's not mad at him, but she had to leave and left the party. Mm-hmm. She also said to me she didn't confront them toe fungus asses because she just turned and left the party. Viola is a shy girl who's been bullied since we were kids. Okay. Guys used to dog her all through our school years. And when I wasn't protecting her and even when I was, it got to her a lot. Some bum nigga even faked asked her out on a date on some teen sitcom shit and laughed at her when she said yes. Oh, no. Viola is such a pretty girl. She really grew into her looks, but plays small and hides behind comfortable frumpy attire. That's my baby. And I love her down since we were on a playground together back in the day. This nigga, on the other hand, is objectively handsome (laughs) and honestly is the sweetest guy I've ever met. He really likes Viola a lot and is so good to her. I'm genuinely impressed how he treats her around her friends and away from them. I really want to punch these niggas in the face. Mood. I've heard men will honestly break up a happy home because their friends don't find their partners fuckable. Oh my gosh, which is whack. I don't want them to break up. Viola threw that trash ass idea of break up with him, but I told her to chill because she's in love and I can tell she's working on her self-esteem and she's doing so good. But this was this really shot her down. Here's my question. Do I tell the nigga? I know I shouldn't, but his friends are dogs for that. How can I advise my friend how to move through this? I really want the best for her. And as dumb as this sounds, this man is it. I feel it. They're great together. But after that little thing with his friends, I don't know. Advice for Viola, please. Oh, girl, I went through all of this to try to hide these people's names. And she told me all names have been changed. in the <laughs> Best Mimi. <laughs> all right then well what do you think sis because i I don't i'm not comfortable with her telling dude is it just me um you would tell him no just because i'm not i don't feel like, like it's my, my friend is my friend right. first yeah i feel like my friend is my friend first i would do everything i could to encourage her i'd be like sis mm-hmm. you have to tell him you have to tell him you're in a relationship with him you have to be honest with him and let him know that the people in his life have done the following yeah um and it made you feel the following um mm-hmm. so i don't feel like i would tell him but i would really 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 be on her about like why 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 wouldn't you tell him um because right. the thing about it is and if you want to you can let her know this as well she if this is a person who she's truly in love with and they're really you know 
just kind of like building their lives together these niggas are gonna be around yeah and i feel like it's gonna be a test because i mean if he does mm. not handle this appropriately then we need to know that right now now <laughs> now we need to know how he is going to handle yes. this situation yes because it is his responsibility absolutely i don't care what nobody says that's how i feel um as far as now it does sound like you know viola has some other um, some other things she's got to work through personally as far as building her confidence and so forth. Mm-hmm. But in it's it's interesting that this honesty bot comes during this week when we had this kitchen table talk, but she's got to really grow comfortable with herself, right. how she, you know, how she presents, um, you know, kind of get over some of those demons that she had as a child. And that's work that she's going to have to do. And maybe as a friend, you can help her uh, with certain, you know, help her with certain methods, maybe help with, um, looking for therapists on how to work through some of those, those issues. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as he's concerned, that's your friend first. I would focus on trying just to help her to be her best self. And again, like he said, encourage her to be honest. This is, if this is going to be, if this is going to really be a thing, encourage her to be honest because she's just going to place herself in a uncomfortable situation by not telling him what's going on. Plus we need to see how this nigga's going to handle this. Like how are you going to have her back? That's a good test. Yes. So, um, I would really focus on your friend. I would really just try to help to build your friend up and really help her to become her best self. Um, and I know that's work that she also has to do solo, but just being encouraging uh, as a friend, I think is the best thing that you can do right now. But it's not really your place to go to this, to to go to this man. Yeah, I don't know. You don't really know this man. You wouldn't know this man if he was walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Don't say nothing to this man. <laughs> I'm sorry to this man. Um, but yeah. I am not sorry to this man's sorry ass friends. No. Um, but yeah, I hope that that's helpful. And uh, keep us updated, man. Please. And you can let Viola know that I personally said that them niggas can eat dick. <laughs> Continue to send your honesty box <laughs> questions to get real podcast at gmail.com. Let's get on to these petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. All right, all right, all right. It's time for petty peeves, and I think I'm ready. Um, okay. I talked about a, I talked about this a little bit on the Twitter earlier this morning. Uh, so I understand, as someone who you know uh, attended college and never left, in that you know I continue to work uh, <laughs> work, you know, within the higher education landscape, and I have done so for the past 15, 15 years or so. Um. I recognize and know firsthand that college is not for everybody. And I'm not saying that you have to have, uh, like, I feel like, you know, I get that for a long time, especially when we were coming up and even now there's a lot of messaging. There's a lot of negative stigma associated with choosing not to go to college. And I don't think that that's fair because college is an investment. It's an investment mm-hmm. of time and it's an investment of money. It's an investment, you know, so, and I feel like there are, there are lots of conditions and things that need to be in place before a person is able to make that decision. And sometimes you get into college and realize that it's not for you. So there's nothing wrong with choosing not to go or choosing not to finish. If, you know, your pathway to purpose may not, you know, include 
you know, post-secondary training in that way. And I fully acknowledge that there are plenty of successful people who have found their success without the, without the benefit of college. And I, and I fully support that. I think brilliance is everywhere and brilliance, recognize brilliance everywhere. I can recognize brilliance in a person, you know, that doesn't, I have any conventional tradition credentials. Um, mm -hmm. you know, all that being said, that's kind of like context of what I'm about to say. Let me tell y'all what gets on my nerves though. A lot, I see a lot of these posts on Instagram, uh, Instagram more than Twitter, but you know, just kind of out in the social media space, people say things like, um, go to college, go to school for 12 years, get out to work for somebody else. Like that's ridiculous. Um, or like, you know, uh, college is a scam. Um, all education is a scam. You don't need that. Don't let them tell you that you need that. And I feel like one extreme, we're going from the extreme of, you know, well, how we have stigmatized not going to college. I don't feel like mm -hmm. the answer is then going to the opposite extreme of stigmatizing people who do go to college. I feel like we have to find a balance because there are some things that I don't feel like we should just throw away the other, you know, you know, throw away the other other side of the coin is what I'm what I'm saying. I wish that we can, you know, I wish that we can get to a place like why do we have to shade like, you know, if you if you did like y'all know that I went to college and graduate school and all those are the things that I needed to do to do the work that I feel like I've been purposed and called and made to do. I needed to have these credentials, these experiences to be in the places that I'm in. There are other people who are doing so well in life and college wasn't a part of their journey. And that doesn't make me any smarter than them. It doesn't make them any dumber than me. It doesn't mean that we both can't find and realize success. I just really don't like that we have to, why do we have, if, if you know that something's not for you, that doesn't mean that you have to talk trash mm. about the, mm. about what another person chose to do. I, don't, I just, I don't mm -hmm. see why, why we have to do that. I think that that, that does not serve us as a people. Um, and I wrote a really, really long kind of thread on Instagram earlier. I mean, on, on Twitter earlier, cause I just feel like, um, going to school doesn't make you any smarter than people who choose not to go or finish choosing not mm -hmm. to go to school or pursue any kind of post-secondary education or training is just that a choice. Brilliance exists in all kinds of spaces and we need us everywhere to get anywhere. Uh, we can't rectify or undo the damage of one extreme by adopting another extreme and shaming people for needing or wanting to go to college or graduate school uh, is really, really dumb. As far as like, you know, it's, I mean, you know, and, and we can, we can go back and forth and debate the flaws and limitations of the educational system. I'm not saying that it is without flaw, like, but I, that doesn't mean that we just throw it all out. Like, you know, we have to be in these spaces in order to affect change. Um, so I just get, I just get annoyed when I see these memes People, everyone can't be an entrepreneur. Everybody's not going to be, you know, a hustler. There are some mm. of us who are destined to be dentists, and that requires you to go to <laughs> dental school. And you know what I'm saying? And I need, and I we need, need dentists. Like in my life. And I need my dentist to have been in school for 12 years. That's what I need because these teeth are mine, and we got to get them taken care of. The same goes for my accountant. The same goes for my lawyer. The same goes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like, like what we like. You know, the I'm, happy I'm, that I'm so happy <laughs> that the people who are playing around within my uterus have had the adequate training to do so. Like I'm, that makes same me happy. Thing. So like, why do we? Why do we have to? I just I don't know. It just it just annoys me. I there's there's one particular group of um, entrepreneurs on Instagram who make these memes and put them up, and it's just like, aren't aren't you glad? 
aren't you glad that you don't have, I mean, and you know, yeah, y'all got us, you know, you don't have debt or what have you, um, you know, but they, they, I just feel like there are costs and benefits to every choice that we make. Right. And I don't know your life, sis. And I don't know the circumstances that led you to the choices that you made. And you don't know mine. And I would appreciate if we, if we could just agree to just be over here minding the business that the Lord gave us and rooting for each other to win. I don't need you over here telling me that I was stupid because, you know, I went to school for all these many years. I don't tell you that you're stupid because you didn't. <laughs> That's all I'm right. saying. <laughs> That's all I'm I saying. People are so, people are, people just are so judgy. I wish that we could just like, like, okay, you know, like, you know, and, and to be real, you know, I have just as many friends who didn't go to college as I have just, I have all my friends who have PhDs. I have just as many friends who didn't go to college at all. I have, Hello. you know, I have, um, I, you know, people ask me who, you know, who, who are the people that I look up to, the smartest people that I know. I will always say the smartest person I know is my grandfather. He has a high school education. Mm-hmm. The other smartest person I know has a PhD. But there's, you know, they're both people that I look to for advice and wisdom mm-hmm. for different reasons. But both of them have 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 a level of intelligence and intellect that I think is, you know, you know, far beyond my wildest dreams. And mm-hmm. I hold them both in extremely high regard. And I, you know what I'm saying? I just, I'm not that person that gets hung up on credentials and I don't hang out with people who only have what I have and all that other stuff. I just feel like I wish we wouldn't separate. I think, I think we do ourselves such a disservice by keeping score of this kind of stuff. It's really one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why I, why I put Team Typing Fast together because we being in academe killing each other, fighting over the same, thinking that we have to fight over the same one spot when it's really space out there for all of us to win if we get together and help each other. And what we mm-hmm. learn in the academy is useful for people who don't, who didn't go to college at all. And, and, and what we learn in the academy can help the entrepreneurs. And what the entrepreneurs learn on, you know, on the hustle can help us in the academy who are trying to figure out how to hustle our way through those streets. So I feel like yep. there's so much more that we can learn when we come together with each other instead of judging each other for what you know we decided to do like yeah I went to school forever and ever amen because that's what I had to do and I know that you didn't but I don't look at you like damn I look at you like oh that's what's up because she's got this much money in the bank and she's got all these businesses she's doing xyz and I respect that so I just I don't know I just I just wish that we wouldn't get like I I wish we wouldn't get hung up It's, it's such a distraction and I feel like we don't want to get deep because we always do it all the time. But I feel like this is what white people do. You know, this is what this is what, you know, the white supremacists, people who are just who design in this system, they they set up all these things to keep us at odds with one another. And it's mm-hmm. such a waste of time and energy because I feel like they know deep down if we really get together with our respective expertise, you having street smarts, me having book smarts, we could turn this whole world inside out and they really wouldn't know how to take it. That's why they keep us over here arguing over the dumb stuff. But I'm going to shut up now. And that's why getting grown exists. (laughs) (laughs) It's so dumb. Well, speaking of being at odds with one another, um, I'm sorry if you heard this on Jaden XD, but I know there's a good portion of you all who don't listen to that foolishness. Um... Quick story, Tristan took me out for my birthday for dinner and he took me to one of his restaurants on his list that he wanted to try. So we go and they tell us it's going to be a wait for the table. So we're like, sure, we're going to go to the bar and have a drink. Like, you know, we're out. It's nice. So we go to the bar, we sit down, we have delicious cocktails and we're looking at the menu to figure out what we want to eat. 
And as we're looking at the menu, that's when I realized that we are at a plant-based restaurant. Yum. <laughs> delicious. Delicious. So. Oh, your friend. <laughs> well, he did not realize it was a plant-based restaurant either. And so, you know, he's, <laughs> he's like, he's like, all right, well, you know, we can go somewhere else. And I'm, you know, of course I'm trying to be easy. So I'm like, no, let's give it a go. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want this. I was like, wonderful. Amazing. Let's go. So we tell the bartender, we're not going to take the table whenever it's ready. We're just going to um, close our tab and head out. And he's like, all right, no problem. So the server who was, I guess, going to be our server came up and he was like, you guys table is ready. And we were like, oh, well, we just uh, we just told the bartender we're actually going to close out and head out. And he's like, oh, why? And I was like, we we just didn't realize it was a plant based restaurant. So, you know, we're just going to go out and have something else. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's my birthday. I want a little steak. You know what I'm saying? Real lighthearted. He's like. That's me being lighthearted. Now he's like, oh, well, I don't feel bad. And I was like, huh? Okay. (laughs) I was like trying to be, so I was trying to be positive and I was like, well, the drinks were really actually very delicious. So that was a nice experience. And he was like, that's because we put the juice from animals in them. We put meat juice in them. That's what makes them so delicious. I was like, I said, oh, okay. Is that what we're doing? You one of those. Okay. You, one, you one of those. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I was like, all right, nigga, Will. You, you, all right, bet. So we <laughs> we closed our tab. So we passed him on the way out. And I was like, you have a good night. And he was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so So that's what me and Tristan, that's when we really start cutting up. We were like, oh, this nigga's butt hurt. This nigga is butt hurt. He, he is upset because he has some leather shoes. He didn't even realize Duh. it. You're we're just trolling on the way stupid. out. Troll it on the way out. But I so my petty peeve this week, first of all, my so my petty peeve is is actually is actually not I'm gonna do exactly what Kia said her petty peeve is. I'm going to go the opposite extreme. You wanna you wanna talk shit about me because I eat meat. I'm gonna talk shit about you for having fake carnitas oh on your menu. Carnitas is carne, that's meat. And you have it, but it's made from palm. Mm-mm. You have. Gonna, I'm going <laughs> to rile up the, the vegetarian <laughs> vegan community. Well, you know what? Tell their brothers and, and sisters to stay the fuck I out of my face. <laughs> no, nah, honestly, my real petty peeve is this. I don't really care if you're vegan or you're plant based or what have you. I don't care if that's what you choose to do. I have plenty of vegan and vegetarian friends who don't impose their own shit onto anybody else. And you know what we do? We all find something on the menu that we like and we order that and we eat it and nobody cares what anybody else is eating because they do not have to shit it out later. And so you don't get to be this judgmental ass human being and think you're on some higher plane because you choose not to eat meat or consume any meat-based products in your life. I'm not going to judge you for how you eat. So don't judge me for how I eat. And I thought the whole thing was absolutely hilarious. But at the end of the day, like you look like a fucking psycho. Like you look crazy right now that you are really getting this upset over my personal choices about what I put in my body. 
Nobody said they were getting ready to go out and eat Bengal tiger or like, you know what I'm saying? Any other endangered species. Like I'm not getting ready to go eat white tiger. I'm not doing that. I'm not getting ready to go eat pit uh, with penguin or I don't, whatever. I don't know if they're endangered or not, but it's my choice as to what I want to put in my body. And you should just keep your mouth shut about that. And that's it. Mm. And that's all. So thanks again, ladies and germs, for joining us for another episode <laughs> of Getting Grown. Um, <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, thank you guys for continuing ladies to continue with Jade. Is right. Um, <laughs> We know I I personally know how much this. of a chore I didn't say it. that really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your patience with me too. Um, but yeah, oh. we appreciate y'all for continuing to listen to our program, oh. uh, for tuning in week after week for our okay. shenanigans, and we hope that things that we say are useful to you. We thank you for your support, um, and we will continue to show up uh, as long as y'all will continue to join us. Um, so yeah, in the meantime and in between time, we're going to uh check with y'all a little later. Thank you guys for listening. Continue to uh uh drink your water, mind, mind your, business, your business and moisturize. Why sis? Cause your black will crack if it's dry. Every day. Bye. Vegans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're gonna get letters. <laughs> Fidelity Investments is looking for talented people, people who love helping others, people eager to start a career in financial services. Sound like you? As a customer relationship advocate, you'll be the voice of Fidelity. You'll learn alongside other resourceful, friendly associates, all working to achieve clients' financial goals. Learn more about the opportunities at customeradvocate.fidelitycareers.com. Fidelity Investments is an equal opportunity employer.